Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. The Kidley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, but Kidley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today is NIL Day. Uh, for the first time ever, students can profit off their name, image, and likeness. Uh, a couple of interesting reports out so far. We're going to talk about some of those and uh, kind of what's been going on today. Uh, then uh, tomorrow we'll get into the running backs preview. I've just got a couple more little things to, to clean up before I put that story up on the website, but be on the lookout for that as well. Um, and, yeah, I feel like that's all we got to talk about to start this out. There's no other news, nothing in the notes. So, yeah, we're good to go. Before we jump into this NIL stuff, because um, it has been a really interesting day, I want to take a second to talk about the presenting sponsor of this podcast, the Colorado XOs. So for those of you who don't know, that's a rugby team here in uh, Colorado. They actually just had their fifth player signed to Major League Rugby. Um, and it's uh, really impressive they did that. They're taking a bunch of athletes who played other sports and are teaching them how to now play rugby. Uh, it's cool stuff, so definitely go and uh, check out the DMVR Rugby podcast, uh, DMVR Rugby on Twitter, all that good stuff. Um, you won't be disappointed. All right. Um, so the NIL stuff. You know, we've talked about what exactly this means a few times now as we've kind of watched this process unfold. I didn't expect for it to be like... I don't, don't want to say I didn't expect for it to be this big of a deal. Like, we knew today was going to be, like, an interesting day on social media watching what's going on. Um, but to see exactly what happens has been uh, really, really, really interesting in a way that I didn't expect. You know, there's so much going on from Barstool Sports just tweeting out, like, hey, if, if you're a student athlete that wants to become a Barstool athlete, DM us and we'll get you all set up. And then also, like, having uh, Dave Portnoy, who started Barstool, just saying, like, what a cool day for Barstool. We're signing all these student-athletes, have no idea what we're going to do with them or why we're doing this or anything, but we're doing it. We're going to see what happens. And I think that that's kind of the vibe across the whole world of this stuff today is, you know, there's, there's some people who know what they're getting. You know, you've seen, what, uh, I've seen some people plug uh, like a sports drink. I saw one of those. Um, there's going to be a lot of plugging restaurants. You know, that's that's the big one that we expect. That's where you really expect, honestly, just 
almost everybody to be cashing in um, because, you know, it's it's a good deal. If you want to go to whatever, the, the wing place, and say, hey, give me free wings, and I'll tweet about it to all my followers, that's an easy deal for both sides. You know, that's uh, that's just free market capitalism at its very best and something that has obviously been restricted for forever um and so on the lower end i think we are going to see a whole bunch of that kind of thing um you you want to go get burgers whenever you want and all you have to do is tweet about it something like that like that is just so simple some of the bigger stuff is is what's more unpredictable um though we have an idea of what some of that bigger stuff is now too you know, there was a report out from one of the big national college football reporters saying that one big school didn't say which school it is. Their flagship radio station is going to be picking five football players every season and having every one of those five football players on at some point during the week for a segment of a radio show. So that's what, like... Like fifteen minute radio, fifteen minute segments minus the commercial time, so they're probably like twelve minute segments usually. So you get them on for twelve minutes a week each. They're paying twenty five thousand dollars to each of those five football players who they choose to invite on to do this program. Um, obviously, that is a lot of money, and I, it's going to be a pretty small number of student athletes who cash in at that level, but I do think that you can see a lot more of that lower level stuff, you know, free food. Um, what else kind of fits in there? Like parking doesn't count, but, but just kind of some of that smaller stuff. I think you are going to see a bunch of people jump in and, and make not, maybe not even like make money, but just get free things that they no longer have to pay for. Um, it's cool stuff. What else have we heard today? Um, there was a, a report that Syracuse has told student-athletes that when they're doing their endorsements and that kind of stuff, they can use the Syracuse logo. So you can wear you know team-branded stuff if it's a video thing. Um, I think you can even put the logo on things um, if you're on it. And they did say like you have to go get it pre-approved. But the, the policy is, as long as you get pre-approval, you're good to go. Um, and that's the other kind of world that we're seeing start to open up, is how are these schools going to take advantage of this creatively? You know, how are they going to find their own ways to, to, to differentiate what you can do at one school versus the other? You know, and, and you wonder, you know, we saw BYU's policy come out which, you know, a lot of the schools are saying, like, you can't advertise firearms, you can't advertise drugs, alcohol, that kind of stuff. But, you know, BYU, part of the Church of the Latter-day Saints, well, you're not even allowed to advertise products with coffee in it because coffee is not allowed by the church. And again, like, the student-athletes who go to BYU more often not are going to be, like, following the teachings of the church but you get some who don't and are they now going to have like an even tougher time choosing BYU over some of the other options to be honest I doubt it because I do still think that this stuff you know when, when if you're a football recruit 
you're not starting by saying, okay, what's their NIL policy? You know, you're still saying, what did they do last year? What have they done over the course of the last five, ten years? Is this a team that's competing for national titles? Is this a team that's kind of bottom of the barrel? And that's probably your first question. And from there you say, okay, what's the school like? Uh, what are the facilities like? What are the coaches like? All of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, how much competition is there at my position? That kind of stuff. And then you get down to the NIL rules. And I really do think that's how it's going to play out. You know, you do wonder. I think it was uh, the University of Georgia that sent out basically a memo to all the boosters and all those sorts of people that just said, yeah, you can uh, you can definitely go to student-athletes and give them money in exchange for autographs or money in exchange for endorsements or whatever. But remember... They have to be fair market value. Well, today is the first day of the market. So so you could really make a claim that, well, I thought the market for him, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Georgia fan. I've gone to every Georgia game. I, I talk about this kid four or five times a day. The market value for, for getting an autograph from a kid like that, it's crazy high. And because there's really no market set, you're not going to be able to, you're not going to lose that argument. I do think that at some point, Things will obviously settle in. You know, if you're just going to drop a million dollars on an autograph as an excuse to give kid a, a kid a million dollars, I think that you can use that like, well, we're still figuring it out. We don't know exactly that sort of excuse to, to get through it right now. I don't think that's going to fly in about a year once there is something to base all of this off of. You know, it kind of reminds me of like the... the uh, speed limit in montana um you know i'm trying what year did they change that but the point was there were no speed limits in montana um i think they just said fair and reasonable some reasonable and prudent i think that's what it was um you know it's just uh you just be don't be an idiot and if you're an idiot then you ruin it for everybody and that is what happened and i just found it it's uh 1999 that they put speed limits in um, on the highways in Montana, which is very recent. You know, I was alive for some of that when the speed limit literally up here was reasonable and prudent. Um, but yeah, some guy was driving 85 and they tried to give him a ticket and he obviously like appealed it and went through the whole process, goes to the Montana Supreme Court and because they had to go through that whole thing, basically it meant that you had to change it to actually having a speed limit um, and kind of ruined it for everybody. And you wonder if there's going to be like, because the thing is you're not going to be able to ruin it for everybody here. I don't think, I mean, I guess it's possible. There is a chance that they say, you know what, if, if you're paying for an autograph, and this could be like an NCAA rule, if you're paying for an autograph, you can't give a kid more than whatever, $10,000 or whatever number they choose that is kind of the very max the student-athlete's autograph could be worth. And that kind of stuff, I bet maybe some of it does come eventually. But for now, the doors are just open. And it's kind of crazy, but everybody, everybody is is looking for NIL stuff. And, and it's honestly kind of... It's... Some of it... Here, let's let's take this advantage, this, this example. Um... You know, so Evan Batty tweeted today. Um, let me find this 
There it is. One thing I would never allow NIL uh, to come between is my love for, for name on the front of my jersey and all the Coloradans I rep every time I put those colors on. Considering that, I'm happy that NIL is finally passed so that my friends and I can explore, explore opportunities. And there's almost like this, I don't know, like this shame that comes along with it. And, and you see these things or see people say things like, oh, you're choosing yourself over your team and that kind of stuff. And it's like, what? There is plenty of room for, for, for you to be putting all of the effort that you need to put into being a really good football player and doing everything it takes for your team to win and still going and saying, hey, once a week I'm going to go sign autographs for an hour. Or I'm, I'm, when, I, when I go out to dinner, I'm going to tweet about it after and give that to somebody else. Like This NIL thing does not take away from like love of your team or anything like that. And, you know, of course, Evan, good guy, all of that, you do kind of feel for him, feeling like he has to tweet something like that, like, hey, it still is all about Colorado, you know, it is, it's not just about, it's like, that should never have crossed anybody's mind in the first place. Like, it's not, it's just such a crazy thing that that some student-athletes are being shamed by people on the internet for going out and trying to make money that they could easily have when they don't have, like, a lot of money sitting around you know sure everyone wants to point to the college education and yes that is valuable is it as valuable as the fifty thousand dollar price tag that we put on it i guess two hundred thousand dollars over four years that's a conversation for a different day and the the end of the conversation is that i mean like at this point after we've told people to to go to college for 30 years and then they all went to college and it's like well now we've just all gone to college and we've all just paid all this money and none of us really have a leg up but that's a that's another conversation um the point is sure they get their education they get like a stipend and that kind of stuff but it's not like there's money lying around just to like do what you want to do and there also isn't much time to go you know get another job and some places even have rules that say like you can't go get another job. If you're a football player, you're a football player. You're not a football player and the guy who bags groceries at the grocery store, you know? So, I don't know. It just it just sucks that people take that approach and say, like, what are what? It's, you're really being that selfish? You know, the, the Sports Illustrated cover, um, they, they put out the daily cover now. I It's so sad to watch Sports Illustrated I used to love that. You know, that was my dream job for a bit. Just go and write, like, super long profiles. Write, like, four of them a year for Sports Illustrated. Like, that was number one on the list of things that I would like to do. And then you just watch what happens when they get bought out and they close down, like, all this stuff. And now they throw out, like, a daily cover every day because it's, like, people just want to see the the picture on the front. They don't care about whatever. We don't need to go too far down that road either, but today's was <laughs> I think it's the is it the Miami football team and it's just like a picture from like the top down but like a little bit of an angle where they're running out of the tunnel and you can just see like the backs of all their jerseys and all of their numbers are just replaced by dollar signs and their names are just replaced by the word mine on all of them and there's just like 50 of them running out of the field and you're like that is what we think of this that that oh wow they all they care about is themselves. They're not out there wearing the team uniform. It's like, what? Where does that come from? 
Like, I get, like, yes, student-athletes are very busy. There's a lot that they have to pack into their day between practice and school and tutoring and all that kind of stuff. And then you factor in, like, if you're football players, well, guess what? Fridays to Sundays or whatever, you're on the road and missing out on all that time that you could be using. Yeah, it is a busy life. But to say that they can't fit, say, an hour a week in to, to go and talk on a radio show and that the only thing that they could cut out of their daily routine to fit that in so that they could get another 100 200 bucks so that they could have a cool weekend is cutting out, working out, or spending time in the facilities or going to practice. It's like, no. Nobody is going to be spending less time in football. In fact, people probably even want to get better at football now so that they can be the ones who get the NIL money. Like, it's just so... It's just so sad. You know, people have decided where they stand, and that's where they stand. They don't really care about what's really happening. They just decided what kind of person they are, and it a lot of it just depends on what the people around them think, and they all just bundle up together and never really rethink the things that they think, and isn't that an issue? Um, so, yeah, there is some of that. But even out of that, you see some... Uh, some some very cool stories too you know we talked about uh uh Anaya Smith when we were going through the uh uh through like uh Texas A&M that's the name of that school some of those those A&M schools they can be kind of tough to remember the name of um but but he tweeted today that he's going to be giving a percentage of all of his NIL money to the rest of his team. He's just going to divide it up equally. And I'm not sure if he's going to like take half for himself and split the other half amongst all of his teammates or whether it's going to be like 10%. Honestly, to do any number is just like first of all, incredibly generous. But also second of all, not something that in any way should be any sort of expectation for anybody. I just I don't know. It's it's been fun to watch. It's been fun to watch. And to see people just like throw the tweet out there like, hey, anybody want to partner up and, and do something? It's everywhere. And, you know, it should be. And and where all this goes and what DNVR does, you know, we'll 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 see. But um, a, a big day of for sure, you know, it's, it's all anybody is talking about. Um, it's just some some of the some of the takes out there it's going to help hurt people in non-revenue sports and it's like how could it possibly do that how could it possibly do and i guess the only argument is well now the boosters are just going to go straight to the student athletes instead of going through the athletic department which spreads it across and it's like yeah but at the same time you know McKenna Morley was going to be able to eat for free somewhere you know there's I, I do think that people underestimate just how many student-athletes are going to take advantage of this. I also think they might overestimate how many are going to get, like, a very... You know, it's it's kind of interesting to see people talk about this because I was going back earlier and just reading what people said. Um, I was curious about Tim Tebow. Like, where, was there, like, a push for this at, at the time where he was in school? Because obviously, like, he would have made a whole bunch of money if this had been around then. But at the time... He was saying, like, no, we aren't supposed to make money. We're, we're doing it for the love of the game. And it's like, well, 
basically all the other big names in college sports were saying, uh, this isn't really fair. Like, hey, look, there's 10,000 of my jersey in this stadium without my name on it. Well, we'll admit that is my name is not on it. But we can see what's happening, right? With If Tebow had just said, like, you know what? This isn't fair. And sure, it might not matter to me because I come from a wealthy family and I have a huge future in front of me. But for the people around me, I'd love to to stand up and say, hey, you know what? We should do something about this. Could things have changed? And just kind of like going back and reading all those different things from different times and stuff like, well, so few student athletes would make a real amount of money, you know, like for for somebody to make $500,000. And it's like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. $500,000 is what you call a real amount of money? Like, no, 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 no. If, if you make... 50 bucks a week. That is a very real amount of money. As somebody who just graduated college two years ago, $50 a week changes some things for you when you're living that life. And that is true of student athletes as well. And the amount of student athletes who get the $50 a week in terms of like the food they get, or maybe they do have like real sponsorships. They show up in pictures. They, they go sign autographs places, whatever. They go to charity events, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. It's just... It's good that this happened. I don't think that the effects are going to be all that huge in terms of, like, college sports. <laughs> like, I don't think that all of a sudden it's going to be like, oh, there's there's only three teams who are really competing. And it just sounds so dumb to even say that, considering that is the exact world we live in now with Bama, Clemson, and Notre Dame. Or, no, sorry, Ohio State, with Notre Dame being kind of... The, the the top of the next tier, maybe a tier of its own. Nothing's really going to change. Like, like, will this help Texas? Yeah, it'll probably help Texas. Texas, wow. But it's also going to help any school that knows how to handle this better than the schools around them. And I, again, just don't think that the positives or the negatives or any of that is really going to make all that much of a difference in the grand scheme of things. Um, which is why, you know, again, it's cool that you got another 50 bucks to go have a cool weekend, you know, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I think that that's most of my thoughts. Is there anything else? I should check these notes, make sure there wasn't anything else in there. Um, nope, that was it. So yeah, um, in terms of CU, who is going to, to benefit the most, you know, it's, it's an interesting conversation because there's there's different tiers. We talked about this a little bit on the Denver Sports Podcast today, which I think shows up in this feed too, so you can check that out. But, I mean, really it's do you have national p- appeal or do you not? You know, can, can, a, can a big national company look to you and say, yeah, this is somebody who can help us sell it, not just in Boulder or Denver or Colorado or whatever, but across the country? And at Colorado right now, the answer might be that nobody does, um, which is fine. I mean, because how many are there in terms of all all of college sports? Like 20? That might even be generous. Um, well, I guess that's not true because if you look at like like track and skiing and that kind of stuff, some of the, the smaller sports, but that do have, you know, track in particular, cross country in particular, 
those shoe companies, they have a very specific audience that they're trying to, to market to. And multi-time national champions, all that kind of stuff, they're going to be able to sell shoes to people even if they aren't, you know, Michael Jordan. Or I guess a better example is like, you know, that's the tough part is talking about who the big college basketball players are this time of year because it's like, okay, who were the top three recruits last year? Those are going to be the ones everybody talks about, you know, Zion from a couple years ago. But I do think that those other sports, the top end, there is more money there than people realize and, and skiing as well and that kind of stuff. Um, so maybe it is more than 20 that have national appeal, but I bet it's under 20 that have like mainstream national appeal. You know, your, your casual sports fans going to be like, Oh yeah, they, him, her, that's, that's what we want. Um, we, we trust those shoes or we trust that sports drink or those sandwiches. And you know what sandwiches I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't know that Colorado has anybody who's going to have that national appeal. I do think that in a couple years, maybe even by the end of this year, Brendan Rice is going to fit into that category. You know, and it's, it is kind of crazy. You know, it's that Jerry Rice name, blessing and a curse. You know, in some ways, it's going to help you, like when it comes to trying to get these national sponsorships that kind of stuff in other ways it puts you in a box and you know all that kind of stuff so I do think he is someone that you look to as you know the the best opportunity because outside of that you probably need to be an all-american you know Nate isn't that far off I just don't think that he at this point is that household name you know, and I'm not sure if there's a linebacker in the country that is. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't think of one. So, yeah, in terms of national appeal, and that's where you're going to get, like, those big, big dollars, I don't think there's anybody. But in terms of selling things in Boulder, in Denver, in, like, Colorado, there's there's plenty that are going to be able to get some decent deals. And that's what Nate absolutely will. Um, Evan Batty absolutely will. Um, those have got to be the top two. And then you've got Jarek, who's right up there. Um, where do you go from there? Like Carson Wells is like right on the edge. Like honestly, he should be in terms of how good of a football player he is. But yeah, I bet he does. Then who else? Are there others? Dimitri Stanley, not far off. Makai Black, but not far off. Christian Gonzalez, in about a year. If he has a good season, he will be maybe even at the top of that list. Um, Levante Chenault, I think that Chenault name helps him. And if he has a big year, him too. I think there's just a lot of a lot of them that are in that tier. It's like, you just, you're almost there. And even Jarek, in a way, you know, he's played, what, five, six games for Colorado? Obviously... People know who Jarek is, and Jarek's going to be able to get some deals. But extending that through, you know, the first three, four games this year is how you turn that into, like, oh, okay. So there's there's some real, like, still local money, regional money, but some real money compared to the $50 that we're throwing around. Um, so, yeah, I think that's all my NIL thoughts from today. Definitely going to be fun to watch, see where things pop up and all that um 
Yeah. Uh, let's take a quick break. Talk about Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge is uh, the best brewery. Uh, they do a bunch of really cool things like make us really good seltzers. Um, the seltzers there are seriously incredible. Uh, I actually haven't had one. I guess up in Montana, they're tougher to find. Um, well, which one will I go for today? I feel like the honeydew is just an easy one. Um, sometimes like seltzers can be a little bit too flavorful. Like I, I think the appeal of the seltzer is like, you just don't taste the alcohol and it's maybe just like a little bit sweet, but like you just don't taste the alcohol. I guess the other appeal is that I think these are all just like a hundred calories or something. That part's nice too. Um, but yeah, just like a nice subtle little bit fruity flavor. You love that, you know, it's just good stuff. Um, I could definitely go for one of those honeydew ones. Yeah, that's that's got to be the move. Um, so many great products, though, from the Strawberry Sky, the Broncos Country Hoppy Pale Ale, and the best part is when you buy anything from Breckenridge Brewery, you'll actually get to or 1% of those profits go to the National Parks Conservation Association. What better way to uh, to, to spend your summer, you know? Drinking some beers, giving some of the money to the National Parks Conservation Association. Um, that's like all of Breckenridge's profits from like the food at the farmhouse to like the beers you buy on tap at bars to like the actual, you know, going to the grocery store, going to the liquor store, picking up um, a six pack or 12 pack or the 15 can sampler or whatever. It's good stuff. You can feel good supporting a local Colorado company. Also, we have a new partner, um, and this is one that I am uh, I'm excited about. You know, so let me just say this. So, Ball is sponsoring us right now across the DMVR network. Um, that's like Ball that you, people know, not us bus fans. Ball is in like the new Ball Arena. Um, it used to be a Pepsi Center. Now it's the Ball Arena. It's aerospace technology. Uh, the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer. But you'll remember that they made those disposable, not disposable, sorry, recyclable aluminum cups that you now get at Buffs games. If you if you remember those after not being in that stadium for what, uh, 18 months now, 19 months now? Well, yeah, they had those. Um, that was like the, they announced the partnership with Ball. They had like, the CEO of Ball in there. They had Rick George talking. And who else did they have? Well, actually, no. That was the beginning of one of the Tuesday press conferences. That gets wrapped up. And then our, our old friend Steven Montez goes up to the uh, to the stand. It's his turn to talk. A couple of the aluminum cups are still sitting right there. Um, and he is just a funny guy. Um, he uh, was asking if he got to take any of those home. Uh, he said that he was going to use all of them. Uh, they had specifically said they were single-use aluminum cups, and so we had to say, so somebody had to step in. I think one of the SIDs was like, "Hey, just so you know, Stephen, don't don't wash those. Those are single-use, and then you recycle them, and <laughs> all that kind of stuff." But yeah, uh, those ball cups, those were actually the first. Uh, the, the that was the first stadium that had all of those. They partnered with Ball originally. So Ball has been all over the Colorado sports scene from obviously CU. To now being the the what what do you call that? The, they have the naming rights 
to the arena that the Nuggets and Avalanche play in. So it's really cool. Um, they, they've been leading global sustainability efforts for decades. Um, the last few years, they developed image surveillance systems to observe natural, natural resources from space and methane, ozone, even land and water use. Um, their alumin, uh, aluminum stewardship initiative certification makes it a leader in the stewardship of aluminum while meeting the highest environmental, ethical, and social standards within their market value chain. Sounds like a great thing. Um, by 2030, they aim to reduce operational carbon emissions by 55%. Um, just awesome, awesome stuff. And uh, they are hiring as well. Uh, so if you're interested, their facilities are out in Golden. Uh, you can check out hashtag work at ball online. Um, and to apply for a position at their aluminum can plant, just text GOLDEN to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. That's jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN or simply text GOLDEN to 77222. All right. Um, before we get out of here, going to hit the DraftKings pick of the week. And what we're going to do is look to the National Women's Soccer League. And we're doing that for a couple of reasons. The first reason is because that is where I've been consistently making money. And I want to give you guys a winner. The second is because it gives us an excuse to talk about our old friend, Taylor Korniak. So, uh, Taylor was like the number three overall pick a couple years ago. What was that? That would have been after the 2019 soccer season. Um, and she went to the Orlando Pride, one of the teams in that league. So right now, so there's like the U.S. US Women's National Team game today. Uh, they're getting ready to go off to the Olympics. Taylor is not on that, but all of the good players who are on all these NWSL teams are obviously like focused on their national stuff, not playing for their club teams right now. Um, for, for the Orlando Pride, that means like Alex Morgan, who you've probably heard of. She's like the, the best one. Um, you know, Marta is an all-time great soccer player, like one of maybe the three best women soccer players ever. She's Brazilian, um, but it's the same deal. So all these teams are missing, and they typically have like three to four, or probably like two to three women, U.S. women's national team players, and then like one to two others that play for different countries. Um, so right now it all kind of comes down to uh, the, the rest of the squad, the depth. Taylor has been playing really well. She's become like a fan favorite um, in Orlando. And Orlando has been on fire this season. Kind of out of nowhere, but they're like first in the NWSL I don't think that they've lost a game yet. I wonder if I can find that. Uh, standings. There we go. Oh, they have. Um, four wins, three draws, one loss. And tomorrow, July 2nd, uh, they have a game. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Oh, that isn't tomorrow. They play Sunday. Oh, this will give you plenty of time to get this in. On Sunday, they play the number two team in the league. And I think they're going to win. And... They are plus 200 to win. Um, so we're going to be taking that. 
A couple of other picks. I guess we can pick some from this game tomorrow. Let's throw them out there. So Gotham versus Kansas City. Gotham's going to win. They're minus 137. They're, uh, they're good. You know, I'm honestly tempted to take some upsets here just because you're missing some of the stars. But Kansas City is like a brand new team. And they haven't won yet, so that's probably not the upset to take. So we're going to take Gotham. We're going to take the upset with... uh, Actually, we're not. We're going to go Washington Spirit, too. So take those two, and then take Orlando. What does that parlay get us to? Um, Orlando obviously plays Sunday, but you can make this bet now. Plus 964. So you bet... You bet $1, then you win... $9.64. About $10, then you win $96. And uh, yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, Check in on our old pal, Taylor Korniak, friend of the podcast. So there we go. That's your DraftKings pick of the week. Um, That's going to do it for today. Be back tomorrow talking about running backs.